You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to a spring 2022 edition of Advantage Connors. The days are longer and a little warmer, and we're coming off a big tennis tournament in Indian Wells out in the desert. It was blustery and hot. But first, let me welcome my co-host, as always, Jimmy Connors. How are you today? I'm back. I'm back. I hope you're not getting tired of me. <laughs> oh, never. Hey, let's get to it. They had a they had a very interesting uh, week down in Palm Springs. Uh uh, you know, some surprises, some shocks, some shock and all. I mean, you, you, uh, you, you tell me what you think better, but, uh, I watched some of it. Uh, there was some pretty good tennis and, and, uh, uh the results were, mm, I don't think people would have been betting on that. Right. Well, before we get to Indian Wells, you said shock and awe. I think we should start the show with the most surprising tennis related story in quite some time. World number one, Ashley Barty, Ash Barty, the best player in the world, the most versatile player in the world. She can carve you up multiple ways. Only player on tour with that good of a slice decides to announce her retirement at the top of the game, 25 years old. What do you think about that? Talk about shocking. Yeah, I mean, but basically you said it all. And, and uh, you know, I know uh, she just got married and, and uh, that's uh, certainly will you know, will be on her mind, you know, for, for her future. And uh, uh, let's face it, her results over the last couple of years have been, you know, pretty darn good. I mean, she's a three-time mm-hmm. Grand Slam winner and really has made her mark in the game at a young age. Uh, I, I, I hope, in, uh, and, and I know we talked about this, Brett, sometimes when, when you leave, I mean, I hope it's for the right reasons. And it is that you know she wants to to change her life a little bit and she's not injured and and uh that that she can go and live her life and really enjoy her life and and uh, her new life because right. let's face it tennis is uh you know you you got to be so uh, uh have such tunnel vision with tennis that uh, now all of a sudden to to let that go and to change your life is going to be you know quite an adjustment for her uh and 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 uh, you know leaving at the top of the game you know you got to look at her like you know, I, I don't blame you for doing that. That's, that's a special way, you know, to, 
to say, uh, look, I've got other things now. I'm leaving. I was the best you know, at what I was trying to do. I'm leaving at the top, and I'm going to try to live the the rest of my life like uh, like you uh, you know like like I did the tennis. And and so uh, you know, God God love her. God bless her. And and uh, you know, I hope her you know uh, uh, her life and, and what she's choosing to do with. Uh, you know, is uh, is going to be as successful as her tennis career. Yeah, definitely. I mean, she's accomplished a ton. Um, I was texting with uh, my buddy, Money Mitch Michaels, who uh, works for the Tennis Channel, also does a lot of the stuff for them uh, on the podcast network. And we were talking about three years ago, 2019, we did an episode of a show previewing Miami. And we talked about how, you know, her game was kind of finally coming into its own maturing and, and that we thought she was one of these, you know, this group of eight or 10 players who had a chance to kind of take that next step and maybe dominate uh, the women's tour. Because with Serena getting older and some of that generation kind of aging out, you know, it's looking for someone to kind of be that player. And then, you know, these last three years, like you said, she's won three Grand Slams three different grand slams on, uh, on, on different surfaces. She won Wimbledon yeah. last year, Australia, her home uh, tournament this year, the French in 2019. Um, she won Miami in 2019. She's won a lot of big tournaments. Um, I, I wonder how much of it is the, the hassle that it's become just to travel uh, outside with Australia, you know, coming back and forth with the quarantine rules and their rules seem to be, seem to be harsher and, and a little different than a lot of other places. And I know some people who, who have to, to make that decision that traveling is, is become rough because it's taking up more time than, than normally did. And it's already a hard thing to be on the road that much. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that uh, uh, back and forth. And, and especially if you, you want to get back and spend time at home, uh, you know, also, uh, you know, what it takes to keep your game at that level and, and to the sacrifice and the dedication and the discipline and, you know, all those uh, buzzwords that you, you know, you hear throughout the course of your life that, uh, you know, uh, that you have to do to really become successful at, uh, at an individual sport like tennis, you know, to, you know, to be able to do that. And, and I, I understand that, that, you know, that, that, that wears on you too. You know, it's the travel, it's the, you know, uh, the, it's the, the practice, it's the getting ready for your matches. It's you know, trying to figure out when to eat. It's trying to figure out when to practice. You know, there's so much that goes into, you know, trying to be a champion and, uh, you know, and, and, and if you lose a little bit, you might as well lose a lot because, you know, the, the other players are, you know, if, if they're doing the right kind of job and what they should be doing, they're trying to strive forward, uh, you, you know, and, and to, uh, you know, and, and to and to be better players. So if if she's not going to uh, really put out the effort and, and everything like she has done over the past number of years, you know, I, I, I think she's smart, you know, you know, and, and who's to say that, you know, after six, six months, a year, a year, two years, what difference does it make if she, mm -hmm. if she wants to come back? Listen, tennis should welcome her back. You, you know, to, to come back and, and to, to try to do it again, like uh, Kim Pleister's did after, after she had a, uh, had, had a baby. So and not that she's going to have a baby. I don't, I don't know yeah. that, but, 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 you know, you never know. And, you Could know, be. maybe she'd want to come back and, 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 uh, and, and try to be a part of it again. So, you know, you can't just, you know, write her off and say, okay, she's gone. Goodbye. You know, you got to give her a chance to, to live her life and, and what she wants to do and the way she wants to do it. Definitely. I mean, I definitely think that in, you know, I wouldn't be surprised in six months or a year, we, we find out that she, she's starting a family. 
you know, I think that we get so used to this one mindset with the players, especially on the, on the women's side, where like, oh, but they're going to play till they can't play anymore. They're going to play till they're 35 or 40, like Serena and Venus or whoever, like you did. But like, you know, women also have this decision to make in their lives if they want to be a mother and if they want to start a family, you know, right. earlier than others. Not everybody wants to be a mid 30s or, or you know, trying to have a, a family in their early 40s just because, you know, you want to be a younger mother. Some people are different. So I think it's cool that she wants to do it. I'll miss her. She's my favorite, uh, one of my favorite players to watch and, and definitely one of my favorite players to bet on because uh, <laughs> she must have done you some good. She's done done me some good. And she's one of those players where she's never out of it. You know, she's got multiple style games where like, OK, she loses a set playing one way, then maybe she switches it up and she tries doing, you know, right. plan B a little more. Whereas a lot of the other players on tour kind of just play one way over and over again and uh so I'll miss I'll miss watching her play, but uh, you know I hope I'll still follow her her private life and, and as an interested person, and uh, you know wish her the best. And I know she's got a pretty good golf game, so I'm guessing she'll be out there playing playing on the links a little bit. Maybe we can get get her on an episode of Advantage Connors and play some golf with her one day. Yeah, well she she's welcome anytime. We'd love to do that. Be, yeah, that'd be great. Be a pleasure, but but uh, all the best to her. All definitely definitely good luck ash we'll be rooting for you we always are um so let's move on to some people who were playing this week indian wells we touched on it a little bit um the winners taylor fritz american player winning out in the desert for the first time in a long time on the women's side it was iga swiantek the polish player the player who loves playing on the clay the dirt um fritz kind of a little bit surprising going in we knew that the courts are slow after october the tournament was just there six seven months ago and gritty courts was the buzzword we talked about it last last year on an episode uh and it seems like they were just as gritty this year as uh as you look at who made the semis and and, and the finals and the winners except for fritz everybody was a slow court clay court top spinny kind of player. What do you think about all that? Yeah, it seems like the, the that's that's just the uh, direction the courts are going going in and you know if you if, if you look at the matches uh you know outside of Fritz who uh you know is is more of a he's got the bigger serve and and you know he's not known really you know as a as a slow court player. The semifinals was Nadal against uh Alcaraz and and uh, uh Fritz beat Rublev. Mm-hmm. You know that uh, you know most of their uh, their success, you know, to date outside of Nadal really has been on the slower courts, you know, which they all are now, you know, so, you know, when I said, you know, uh, strange things happen, uh, you know, Fritz jumping up and, and, and beating, uh, beating Nadal in the finals, you know, certainly, you know, Rafa was the favorite, you'd have to say so, you know, but even beating Rublev on a, on a court that slow. Uh, you know, is, uh, you know, to, to me was, you know, uh, quite shocking too, but obviously his game peaked at the right time, peaked in the semis and then he carried that over in, into the finals against Rafa. But it seems like, you know, they're, uh, the courts are all uh, uh, trending, you know, to the slower player, to the, to the one-way kind of tennis. Mm-hmm. You know, you talk about Ash Barty and, and the way she was able to mix up her shots and, you know, change her game and so forth like that. You know, with the courts the way they are, what, what about guys like John Isner, you know, or, or uh, but what's Opelka. the other? Uh, Opelka. Yeah. You know, the, the faster court players, you know, that, uh, uh, you know, what, you know, would love to, you know, get rid of a lot of that grit and, you know, have the ball. Listen, this, you're playing in America, you know, 
you know, make it possible for the Americans to play some good tennis. You know, it's like in the, you know, my day, Brett, when they, when they took the U.S. Open to clay, I said, what the, you know, what the fuck is that? There, you know, so, you know, well, you but, still did okay there. Beat yeah, Borg in the but, finals. You know, oh, well, what can yeah. you do? But, but, you know, but uh, you, you, it seems that they're, they're catering to, to, to the one-way style of play and, 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 and Fritz, you know, to, to jump up and, and to, to play the kind of tennis to win that tournament is, uh, you know, it was a pretty damn good effort. Definitely. I mean, it's definitely surprising. I mean, he had success there last year. He made the semis, uh, made a good run. Um, but yeah, getting beating Nadal is impressive. It came out, I think, uh, a day or two ago that Nadal actually was playing. I don't know how much of the tournament, but at least the finals and, and maybe some of the semis I, I saw with a with a cracked rib. So I think he had a fractured well, so, rib. So, so let me let me just say this. So yeah, he comes out and he loses. He says he has a cracked rib, but if he wins, he's superhuman. <laughs> I know, guess. So, yeah. It's I, a win-win. <laughs> you know, either, either, you know, it's like, it's like uh, my old coach, Pancho Segura said, if you're going to play, shut up. Yeah. You, you know, and, and uh, go in and play it. And, and uh, you know, but I guess that's, I feel, to do. I, I yeah. Don't, I mean, I feel I like, I don't, I don't think, I don't think it was Nadal saying it, you know, I'm sure it's something where like, he doesn't say anything. And then he goes and gets the thing tested. And then he's got 50 hanger on people that are all around him. And then, oh, well, he's, that's got a, true. he's got a crack. I'm not saying off. it was Rafa, yeah. but you know, I, you know, because I, I, I listen, you know, I, I think he'd play in a mud bowl. For <laughs> sure. Know? Yeah. I don't and, think Rafa would make an excuse. No, he, I think, he I think it's it. the people around him, you know, right. probably getting the news and then making well, sure everyone knows that the well, reason, you know, you know how it I guess, goes. I guess when you have seven or eight guys around, you don't know where it comes from. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you never know. Once that x-ray gets out there, then uh, it could be the doctor too. Who knows? But like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, um, but the match I want to talk a little about is Alcaraz Nadal. That match was super interesting for a few reasons. First off, Alcaraz is supposed to be this next version of Nadal. He's Spanish. He likes the clay. He's really good with the top spin and, and, and can run, run forever. He's built like a tank. They played a three-hour match in the semis where no set went past 6-4. And the conditions were so windy that the guy, it, was, it was kind of fun watching the guys struggle to try and figure it out. It almost felt like uh, when you watch the U.S. Open and the conditions are you know, super fast and the grass is long, right. you know, like almost like par is going to win this match. You know, whoever can like figure out a way to just keep the ball in play and deal with this wind. And it was kind of fun to watch it because it wasn't the typical, you know, style banging away from the baseline. They were hitting balls short, causing people to come into the court. And then, you know, the wind is wrecking havoc with it. So what right. do you think about that with the, with, you know, the, the, you know, the clash of eras where Nadal's the old guard and maybe Alcaraz could be this new young guard and they're playing in the semis. Yeah. I mean, uh, is, isn't that what uh, the game should be? Uh, you know, that, uh, you know, I'm not saying that 34, 33, 34, or whatever Rafa is that, that, uh, you know, that that's old, but, you know, certainly he's paid his dues and, and been around for, you know, for a long time and, and, uh, you know, put his, his body through some major damage o over the course of, uh, uh, especially with the way he plays, you know, and, and his all out style all the time. So, uh, you know, and, and then there's this new young guy coming up. You, like you said, he's built like a tank and, and, uh, you know, just almost like uh, he's not going to be intimidated by anybody. He, he, I like his attitude. He's, yeah. he's a go out there and just, uh, you know, bring it on. Let's, let's get it going. And, and, you know, to, to, to go out and play Rafa, 
you know, three hours and no, no set goes past six, four, you know, you know, they were doing some damage to themselves. And it's like, we always said about Rafa that if, that if you play Rafa in a tournament, you beat him the next day, you're, you're beat. Yeah, your legs are you done. Know, it, it's tough to, you know, to come back from, from that. And, you know, maybe, you know, Alcaraz is, is that, uh, that same kind of player that even if you beat him, you know, he just wears you out so much that, uh, you know, the next day it's tough to play. And especially, you know, for somebody like Rafa, who's, you know, even though he's in great shape and, you know, yeah. and everything he goes through, you know, takes its yeah. toll. Right. Right. What did, uh, what was the Shaq quote? Where he's like 35 and 25 or something like that. No, <laughs> you know? no, that's yeah, or like, that's no, right. no matter, no matter what age is still age. And, and, you know, like Rafa's become done similar things to what you did as you career got you know on you were known as a grinder who would stay out there all day and grind but then when you get into your 30s you can still do that but you don't want to do that you want to try and no, figure out ways to shorten the point yeah you almost look at your watch you know over the course of the match and you say wait a minute i've, I've played about an hour and 40 minutes i'm tired right <laughs> you know time to go know, and, and yeah and and uh because i i know um, you know, he, a little, it was a little bit later than what Rafa is, but I know that's the way I felt, you know, like you say, geez, you know, it's uh, you know, you, you just put it, put so much effort into it, but then that's where everything else comes in, you know, better the intangibles that nobody ever talks about really that they all talk about the tennis and the game and the, you know, whatever, but they don't talk about the, uh, the intangibles of, you know, your will to win and your heart and your guts. And they can't and put a just, stat on that. No, they, they like making stats. They can't put a stat on an no. intangible, so they don't like no. it as much. <laughs> no, uh, you know, but uh, you know, and, and, but to find a guy who who's got all that, you know, yeah. I, I I could I could face a guy that that had a game. Mm -hmm. You know, it's those guys that had the intangibles that uh, you say, well, oh, when's that going to kick in? You right. know, so yeah, it's uh, yeah, but you know, let's go back to the courts a little bit. I mean, it it it, it seems. But we've been saying it for a while that, you know, the courts are all about the same. They all cater to the same, more or less the same kind of game mm -hmm. and, and with the way the ball bounces and, and so forth. But it, it, uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with that. And, and if that ever comes around, because usually what goes around comes around. And if, if they do, you know, go back to a little faster court or a little lower bounce and, mm -hmm. you know, how, how the game would change, you know, with the grips and, and uh, the way the players play with the top spin, if they, you know, and you know, it yeah. would be interesting to see, you know, something like that, but uh, I, I don't know if it's going to be in my lifetime or not. Yeah. I mean, it seems like it's a little bit like chicken and egg, which came first, but it seems like it's the reverse where like the courts are chasing the way the players play. Where like all these players now play this loop, you know, more topspin, they play further back, you know, they just want to bang away from the from the back of the court. So now the courts are like catering to it, you know, instead of like, well, this is how the courts are. Now the players right. have to figure out how yeah, they're going to deal with it. Like this, right. this week it's fast. Next week it's slow. This week it's gritty. Next week it's high bouncing. This week it's slow. That's like the fun part. That That's speaking of stats. That's the one thing I think the tour is just completely whiffed on over the years is trying to figure out some sort of metrics or stats where like when you come to a new tournament, because every court's different. Some is carpet, some is outdoors, some is clay, some is green clay, some is this clay, you know, like it's a, every court has a difference. So like, figure out some sort of metric where you go, 
it's it's at a blank this week at an 80 slowness or at a 20 whatever the thing is you create a stat that then shows the people at home because people well, are like a putting like a putting green you mean uh, you sure know, like a stint meter or whatever it's called yeah you know like something that we're like you, we, we love stats we put up a million stats and all this and that and this well well, the court, the literal court surface changes every week. Like football is the same. Basketball is the same. You know, every other, almost every other sport is like the same court. Tennis is literally changing week to week from what kind of surface to the difference in surface. And there's no sort of thing. It's always just kind of mentioned by the most in touch announcer that week who is like, talk to the players a little bit and goes, well, they're playing pretty slow or they're bouncing pretty high this week compared to last week with the blank balls. You know, there's always a different ball. They're playing this ball, a different court. And I just feel like there's a chance there to like make statisticize that or <laughs> whatever you say. Statisize. I, well, I don't right. know. Well, because even, even the Hawkeye is to within a margin of error. We all know that when they flash that thing up there, that it's like a 0.03 millimeter, like margin of error. So like, if it's really close, it could be in or out, but we kind of just right. agree to go with it. So like, why don't we do the same with the courts? It might not be hundred percent dead on, but it's a, it's a talking point. It's something that people, yeah. people out there probably are like, well, tell me about it. Like, well, what's, what makes it slower? What, what, how is it gritty? What do they do? Do they add sand to the paint? Like, what's the thing, you know? Yeah. I guess, you know, it's going to be interesting now, you know, they go down to Miami now. It's right. going to be interesting to see how, uh, you know, what, what the court's like in Miami or if it's going to be the same. And, you know, the, 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 the gritty surface is going to pop up again, mm -hmm. you know, but it will be, be interesting for, you know, for me, uh, they don't have any of uh, no Federer, no Djokovic and no Nadal in that mm -hmm. tournament. Once again, here we go. We're saying what an opportunity, you know, for, for somebody to, to jump up and, and uh, you know, and, and win the tournament. Yep. So uh, if I was Fritz, uh, I, I would go down there and, and I'd do anything I could to get in there, get stuck in that tournament. So what an opportunity he has to go not only win Palm Springs, but also Miami. Mm -hmm. You know, but, uh, you know, question is, you know, after, after you win your first, you usually party a little bit, you know, yeah. and, and yeah. you know, uh, be interesting to see and, how he, how he comes out this week, Yeah, be, but, uh, you know, he's still a young kid and, and he knows what it's like is, uh, he comes from a tennis family. So, you know, he should get what it's about, uh, and know the importance of, you know, once you're on a roll, you know, I'd stay, stay on, it. on it. Yeah. yeah. And, and, uh, and, and keep playing and, and, you know, uh, training and working. And listen, you can always take time off. Mm -hmm. You can always do that. You can't always have a chance to win these tournaments, you know? So if, if he, if he uh, stays on, it'd be interesting to see, you know, how he comes out and, uh, uh, and, and, and what his feelings are uh, going into Miami. Yep. Yeah. But that'd be a fun little storyline to watch. You said a chance for someone else to win last year, her catch one, Hubie was able to take the title home. Yeah when uh, he went on a pretty good run there, beating a lot of good players. So, um, yeah, Miami will be interesting. I always am reminded now that Miami is in the parking lot of my favorite football team. The, yeah. <laughs> uh, just like what our owner is thinking about priority-wise, uh, if we're like always focusing on a tennis tournament in the parking lot for like three weeks every year. Whatever. Good news. Which today. is around Super Bowl time, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So exactly. I wonder if he's he's putting up stands in Super Bowl. You got to get that. We got to get those dolphins out. They got to give yeah. you one good one good run before uh, you know be, before you 
Well, you'll never lose them. Before you'll never you'll never lose interest in them. I was going to say before you lose interest, but yeah, you, you'll always, never lose interest. You love it. Oh, yeah, always be a fan. Sadly, uh, I, I've tried to leave and go to other teams. I just can't do it. I'm just too loyal with it. But good news today. Did you see we traded? Did you see who we got? Tyreek Hill from yeah. the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, I, I did. I did see that. Yeah, Which means he must be hurt or done yeah. <laughs> because the Chiefs are willing to get rid of him. Yeah. <laughs> you, had to give, you had to give up five picks for him, though. Exactly. Yeah, all uh, these picks we've been garnering the last few years. We're so proud of ourselves. And then we give them away for a guy. Oh, but, boy. Fun to see him and Waddle. I mean, him and him and Waddle are kind of similar type players, both fast slot receivers who can do damage after the catch. But I will move on, go Dolphins next year, see if we can do it. Tua, give him a full year with some weapons. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, Miami, look ahead. Who who would you say if you had to pick on the men's side, one guy who needs a win in Miami more than others? Uh, one guy who needs a win. I, I think that uh, I would look at somebody like Tsitsipas uh, uh, mm-hmm. or, or – uh, you know, guys, guys are, you know, that, that are up there that are He's had some bad PR the last few weeks. Yeah. Zverev. Yeah. Zverev. I think Zverev uh, could use a win. Zverev or Sitsi. I think you're right. Sitsi hasn't been right since the French last year. Yeah. He made he's, the finals and had that lead against Rafa. Yeah. You know, and it, it kind of, you wonder if, you know, when, when that happens, do, do you lose your confidence or, or do you think that, well, you know, I've, I, I've got my final. I mean, there's guys who have lived off getting to the finals for five, six, 10 years, you know, so, right. you know, but he's, he's too good and too talented to do that. So uh, yeah, Sitsi Pass is one. Uh, uh, Zarev is, is another, uh, you know, my, my guy from Canada, you know, I mean, I can't, I can't just give up on him. Chappy. I mean, he, Chappy, you know, I still, you know, for some reason, I, I still think that he's got something you know, deep down that, that he's just waiting to find it. Yeah. You, you know, I, I hope he finds it while I'm still around. Yeah. But, you know, but, but uh, you know, I, I think cause, cause I, cause I like his game, mm-hmm. you know, it, yeah. it's, it's, he seems it, like he seemed, well, you're right. Like for certain, he's very streaky. He seems like for two or three matches, he looks like he can beat anyone, you know, especially in these tournaments where there's no Nadal Djokovic, like you feel like, well, I mean, Shappy's at least, in the mix to make yeah. a run, but I, it's always his consistency. Like he's a, you can almost look at his whole, like his whole season of losses, the last, his whole career, almost. I feel like he always is losing. He's high, pretty high ranked guy now, top 15 or whatever it is, mm-hmm. 20. And, and so like his losses continuously are against guys ranked below him. And he loses a lot of matches where he, he's up a set where he's like, wins the first. And then like something happens and like, gets pissed or goes away something in the stands and you know he loses so like until he can start being more consistent we're like look i'm not going to lose to the guys ranked below me you know i'm going to do everything i can to beat the guys i'm supposed to beat because if if you're 15 in the world and you beat the guys you're supposed to beat you're making like quarters every week or right you know what i mean you're making good runs you know quality quality results so I think you like him because he's a lefty and, you know, he's, uh, you know, kind of American. He's North American. He's, he's from just across the border and he's flashy and he's, he's got some personality out there, which, which, you know, sometimes the tour is lacking. So I think I get it why you like him. 
I just think uh, it's hard sometimes for him to put together more than two or three good matches in a row. No, you're right. Yeah, you're right. He, he, he's, uh, you know, I, I was giving him credit for an up, up and coming and young and, and all that. You know, I, I think those days are over. I think now it, it's uh, it's time for him to start making his place, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, and uh, you know, in, in, in the conversation every week, week after week. You know, so, you know, but if, if you're ranked, you know, in the, in the top couple of the you know, top 15, uh, you know, there, there's an awful lot of guys below you that you should beat every week, you know, so that, that means that you got to show up every day, uh, yep. you, you know, to, and, and be prepared every day. Uh, and, and for, for me, the, the, the idea of knowing that, that when I walked out there, those guys would rather beat me to win the tournament. You know what that did to me? All that does is just raise your game, right? You know, you know that. But that's you know, there you go. Here we go for the intangibles again. You know, but you know, maybe my game wasn't good, but you know, something. You know, I could always figure out something, mm-hmm. and and that was the fun part of of the tennis. Really, for me, was if not playing it at a hundred percent, if I was playing at seventy percent, still trying to figure out a way to win. Yeah. You know, as as opposed to just saying oh, I'll play the same way and. And, uh, you know, come what may, I was always trying to figure something out and, you know, and I, and I'm going back to Shappy, you know, he's, he's, he can do that. Yeah. You know, and he can figure that out. He's just, uh, uh, you know, maybe he's got to figure himself out a little bit first. And then I hope he does. I hope he does. I think he will. He's still young, but like you said, like he's starting to get to the point where he's young, but then now there's guys younger than him coming up like center Alcaraz or younger. So they're pushing as they're coming up too. So, you know, he's got all the guys in his generation, the older guys, and now some guys beneath him that are coming. Plus Felix, you know, his own countryman has actually been starting to put it together a little bit more. You know, he won his first title, which was, uh, which was big after having going like over eight, I think in finals. So he got that monkey off his back. Um, But yeah, I think Shappy will get there. It's just, I think he's so red lines the way he plays, he goes for it so much. You know, and I think once he learns that there's times to play that way and then there's times to take your foot off the gas a little bit and go for 80 percent or 75 percent. And, you know, you don't have to go the outside of the line. Maybe you go inside the line a little bit because yep. you know, if you have room, I think he'll get there. You know, he's got some good people around him coaching him and, uh, you know, we'll see. But um, yeah, Miami, it will be fun. I kind of like the tournaments where there's no none of the old guys once in a while, but uh, it's going to be eventually forever. So it'd be good to have Djokovic back once the clay comes. Uh, I'm looking yeah. forward to that. It'd yeah, be, yeah. You know, it's going to be interesting. He's had he's had time off. He's had a lot of time off. Right. Uh, you know, and, and that can that can either work for you or against you. He's going to be well rested, but well rested with not not so much preparation. Mm-hmm. You know, in, in match play, you can go out and practice all you want, but uh, there's nothing like playing those matches to, you know, to to get your game and your conditioning and your nerves and and everything, uh, you know, sharp and, and, you know, ready for, you know, for what's to come. So uh, I, I hope he uh, he gets out there, gets some match play. And, you know, when the French and and Wimbledon come along, I hope he's uh, hope he's ready and he's uh, he gets stuck in there. Be good. Yeah. Yeah. So we're looking forward to Miami, looking forward to Djokovic coming back for some clay. I know he's definitely going to play the French. I'm not sure about Wimbledon. You mentioned Wimbledon. They were in the news recently with something that caught our eye. And I want to get your take on it. They obviously the the world is in a, in a tough spot with what's going on in Ukraine and with with Russia and all that. I don't want to get into politics that much. But Wimbledon came out and made a statement saying that 
Daniel Medvedev, Daniel Medvedev, world number one or two, whatever he is uh, after this week's rankings, wouldn't be allowed to play in Wimbledon unless he denounced Vladimir Putin, the yeah. Russian prime minister, Russian president, the leader of Russia and, and what he's doing uh, with the invasion of Ukraine. What do you think about that? Yeah, I, you know, you said it. I mean, the world's in a tough spot, you know, going through some crazy things right now. And, and to, to put such a stipulation on an athlete, you know, uh, that, that I don't know, that may still have family back in Russia and, and, you know, to put that kind of pressure on him, uh, you know, for him. And, and then if he does that, then he comes in, he's, you know, how are you going to handle that while you're out there trying to play anyway? he's probably under enough pressure as it is. And, and then to, to have this, you know, to, for Wimbledon to say that, to play a tennis tournament, yeah. you know, really with all due respects, even though it is Wimbledon, I mean, it's, it's, uh, I, I, I don't know. I, 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 I hope, uh, listen, I would, the, the best thing would be that, you know, things straighten out and, and uh, uh, those, that that are working to try to you know to make peace and and all that they come through and and that they're the winner right. <laughs> you know and, and and forget about who you know wins a wimbledon or a u.s open or whatever that uh, there, there's more going on that's you know more important than, than winning a tennis tournament and and uh you know i hope that gets settled and and then you know uh, sports can just take its place yeah yeah it seems uh I mean, it's pretty lame, to be honest. It always seems that that people put the uh, pressure on the individual to solve systemic problems. So somehow it's Daniel Medvedev, this tennis player's, it's his place that he has to take up global geopolitics within his like career as a tennis player it's like lazy too. Like, it's like what you're putting it on this one player. It's, it's his fault that all this stuff's going on. And like you said it, he definitely has family there. There's no way he doesn't have family, maybe in both places, Ukraine and Russia, Mm -hmm. you know? And so what happens? He does that. What happens to his family? What do you think Putin would do to somebody's family uh, that denounces him on the world stage like that in a Western area? Do you think he'd be good to his family? Like the fact that Wimbledon didn't think about it. I hope he handles it, whatever uh, he has to do, you know, for himself. I mean, you know, there comes time like Djokovic, you know, didn't, didn't play the Australian open, you know, because of, because of his feelings towards the vaccine, you know, this, you know, this is going to be an individual decision for him. And uh, you know, I, I kind of, I kind of feel for him, but he's been, he's put under this kind of pressure. I kind of feel for him. So I hope he does, hope he does what's good for him, but uh, yeah. So uh, we, we had kind of a, a fun time last week. Uh, we uh, we had a good little interview with right. uh, some of our, some of our friends, uh, the Flower Girls. Right, that's true. Yep, we uh, we had Gary V on. Gary Vaynerchuk was our guest to kick off uh, the season, uh, and he was great. And so we're starting to do a little bit, uh, you know, a little bit NFT check in every week. And uh, like like you said, we were lucky enough to be invited on the Flower Girls at Flower Girls NFT on Twitter. They're one of the they're one of my favorite, one of our favorite uh, NFT collections out there. Uh, beautiful art. It kind of has a, a retro feel. With uh, I'll, I'll tweet some of it out. You guys have seen it on our Twitter. But yeah, they were lucky enough to invite us on uh, their spaces uh, last week, and we were were their guests, and we hung out in the garden. And what do you think? Did you have fun? Oh yeah, you're kidding. It was a lot of fun, and uh, you know what a 
what a community, you, you know, that, uh, you know, first of all, they welcomed us and, and uh, were, were so kind and, you know, and, and kind, of, kind of gentle with us, you know, that, you know, <laughs> you know took it easy on us. Yeah, made it easy on us, you know, yeah. which was which was great. And uh, I, I love doing it. Hopefully they invite us on again because we're we're getting a, each day a little more knowledgeable uh, about NFTs and, and uh, you know, the in the, com uh, the community and, and, and what it's all about. So have us on again. So uh, 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 don't forget us. You know, we came on once. So, you know, don't don't push us in the background. We're ready for another go around with you. Definitely. Definitely. We uh, love the flower girls, love our uh, new NFT followers out there. You guys are great hitting us up on Twitter. Um, but that's about it. Any, any, oh, wait, one last thing. I have to get this in. Um, this was in the news. I thought this is not sports tennis related, but it caught my eye because I'm a big fan of the person involved. So this last week was the rock and roll hall of fame induction, whatever, whatever it's called rock and roll hall of fame uh, had their induction. One of the people who was being inducted was none other than Dolly Parton, Miss Nine to Five herself, Dolly Parton, one of the most uh, well-known musicians probably of the last 50 years. She's got hit after hit, but she's a country. And a great, great entertainer, great entertainer. Amazing entertainer, yeah. a yeah. huge philanthropist, gives tons and tons of her money away, does lots of stuff for charity, has Dollywood in, in uh, Nashville, I think, where anyone who wants to go to college who works there, she sends them to college. She's awesome. All right. So there was a controversy that some people got butthurt that she was getting inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. But as everyone knows, she's famous for country music. She's more of a country music singer. Right. So there was a big thing and people were, oh, my God, uh, she shouldn't be there. She's country. She should have her. They have their Hall of Fame. We have our Hall of Fame. Kind of stupid, really. You Shouldn't there just be like a music Hall of Fame or something? Right. But uh, so instead of, uh, you know, going through with it and being inducted, she put took her name out of the running and said, hey, you know, I don't want to be a distraction. If you guys don't think I'm worthy, blah, blah, blah. I'll take my name out. If you think I, I, I make it next year, then you can nominate me next year. Did you see about that stuff? I did. I did. And 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 let, let, let me just say this. I, I nominate you. I voted. I'll, I'll vote for you. You know, <laughs> and, and the reason being is, first of all, she's written uh, music for films. She has been uh, she has not only had I, I don't know she's how been many in films. Huh? She's acted in films. She acted, written the music for it. How many hits has she had on her own? How many is a duet with the likes of Kenny Rogers, right. you know, and, and I mean, if, if, uh, uh, if, if, if your credentials aren't good enough for that, you know, maybe, maybe it is better to, you know, just step yeah. aside and, 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 uh, and say, you know, get on without me. Right. I, I, I don't know, but, uh, you know, she, I mean, we, uh, you know, had, a you know, I, I've known her and met her a number of times. I've seen her in concert many times. She is uh, an unbelievable entertainer uh, with her singing and, and the way she, her instruments and the stories that she tells and, and, and everything. But when, uh, when you were young, brother, uh, uh, we, we were uh, doing some traveling and and uh we we got on a plane and, and yeah, you were playing to, some exhibitions yeah you were on like yeah. a 10-day exhibition tour where you're going from yeah. city to city to city so we got we were in denver or something and i right. think I, I i get up one morning and i have red spots all over all over my body 
And my first reaction is, oh no, I'm, I'm not cleaning myself well enough. These are zits because uh, I'm like 11 and I'm like, zits are coming. I've heard all about them. And so I get in the shower and I start like scrubbing and scrubbing and, and I have them all over. And I'm like, this is weird. Like, I don't, so I go in and I see you and, and what, what do you say? Well, I, you know, I, I said, uh, you know, we, we're, we'll head back and see, go to your grandma's. We were close to your grandma. So we were going to uh, hop a plane and go there. I had chicken pox. So we went to the doctor. I had chicken pox. So I had couldn't travel, you know, so I went home. You went on and played another exhibition somewhere. I went to right. grandma's for like two or three days. And then eventually I wasn't contagious anymore. So I, you came back, picked me up. We went on to whatever the next city was for an exhibition. We play it. We're leaving to go somewhere else. I don't know, to the next place or back to grandma's. And we get on the plane. And, uh, and then, because I have the bumps still all over my face and everything. The stewardess starts freaking out. You remember that? Yeah, I do. Yeah. yeah. So the stewardess starts freaking out and she's going, oh my God, he's got chicken pox. What's going on? You know, I, I'm, I'm pregnant. I can't be on near anyone with chicken pox. It's not good for my baby, blah, blah, blah. It's like, I guess it's a thing, I, you know, and I'm 11 and you're sitting there and you're like, look, he's, we just were at a doctor. He said, he's not contagious. He still just has the scars on his face. You know, it's just how it goes. He's not contagious anymore, blah, blah, blah. And so she keeps freaking out. She's like, I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. We're not, I'm not getting on this plane as long as that kid's on the plane. And she's saying all this so I can hear it. You know, I'm like 11, you know? So I start kind of like feeling terrible. I feel like I'm the pariah of the plane and now everyone can't go because of me and blah, blah, blah. So I'm like starting to almost like probably cry in my head. I'm starting to like feel terrible. And all of a sudden I hear, psst, psst, hey, darling. Hey, darling. And I look over to my left and behind me and sitting in the chair back to, to my left is Dolly Parton. And she's sitting there and she just goes, hey, darling, don't worry about what that lady's saying. She doesn't know what the hell she's talking about. You're doing fine. You're just doing great or something like that, you know? <laughs> right. So she took me right. from like maybe the lowest I had ever felt and, made, and put me on like a, you know, a on pedestal. A pedestal. Yeah, exactly. It made me feel like I was king of the world for a second. And uh, so forever after that, I'm, I'm a defender of Dolly Parton, you know? Right, right. <laughs> and, and, and uh, you know, you, you talk about the, I mean, I, I, you know, here you go again, rules are rules, I guess, you know, to, you know, what it takes to, to get in. I don't know those rules. I'm not a part of that world. But, but I, I know that anybody who has done what she's done in anything, yeah. uh, you know, in, in, whether it's sports or politics or uh, 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 writing books or, you know, I, I'm sure she's done that too. Yeah. You, you, you know, I mean, it, it, whatever she has done, I mean, she has given, uh, you know, this, uh, this world such pleasure, uh, yeah. you know, and, and, uh, you know, and, and, you know, if, if you let her, but I, I kind of like the way she handled it, uh, you know, totally. Yeah. Screw totally. it. Yeah. I'll, I'll take my name away. You know, I, you know, that's one of those things that she knows what she's done. Right. You know, uh, she doesn't have to tell anybody. It's those who have to go and continue to tell everybody what they've done that, you know, in my yeah. opinion, really haven't. Right. So, yeah, we, good for her. We, we love her and, and for, every, for everything that she's done. And, and uh, you know, keep going, girl. She's, she's doing a good job. Yep. She's the best. I saw I saw a meme that said the only reason uh, Dolly Parton isn't a billionaire is because she gives all of her money away. Yeah. yeah. And she's like a quote where she's like, I couldn't imagine having a billion dollars and not like helping people with the money, you know, like helping people out. So uh, always love her. Thought that story was uh, kind of ridiculous and she handled it great. And uh, just a 
put a button on that story. We got kicked off the plane still, and the stewardess stayed on the plane. So we sat on the plane for 30 minutes with all this hullabaloo, I guess, contaminating it if she thought I was really contaminated. And then we leave. She stays. So if the shit was on there, she got it anyway. So like, <laughs> the joke's on her. You know? Oh, boy. Oh, um, boy. Whatever. So that's it. Any any uh, last uh, any last thoughts, Pops? All good. All good. Tell, tell, tell them where to follow us. Yep. Uh, you can follow us on at on Twitter at ADD Connors, uh, at Advantage Connors on Instagram, at Jimmy Connors Twitter, Brett underscore Connors Twitter. And uh, yeah, that's it. We're on our new uh, new platform, uh, Cloud 10 on iHeartRadio. Be sure to subscribe, maybe share this episode with a friend if uh, if you like it. And uh, that's about it. Talk to you Good guys soon. I'm with you, brother. Talk to you soon. Love you. Talk to you later. Yep. See Peace. you soon.